welcome to That's a Chunky. This is Kevin. Uh, Jared has been voted off the show because we realized he was just here for the zip line. Um, but I am joined by James, the uh, passenger in the singing crooner mobile, um, and the guy who takes everything too far, <laughs> <laughs> Big Steve Moulton. How are you? I'm great, man. Thanks so much for having me back on. It's our pleasure. I think you were actually our first guest of Whoa. Note. Yeah. Um, and that was just one of the most unbelievable episodes. Um, as people remember you from your uh, being a founding member of the Turbo team. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm assuming you must still just get things shouted at you everywhere based on that sketch. I mean, not as often as I'd like, but... <laughs> It is. It is always fun to to be around somebody who who puts the pieces together in their mind and goes, "Oh wow, that's always a blast." And and we were super excited. I, I guess one of my favorite things about season three is I was, you know, sort of like preparing to talk to you. You had sort of told me a long time ago you were going to be on um, season three, and you made me keep it a secret, which I did, by the way. Excellent, excellent. Yeah beautifully done um but it was it was so fun to see you so early in the season um we just had to wait through one sketch and then there you were i i can't believe it i had no idea which um which episode i was going to be in uh it blew my mind that they put me again in episode number one sketch number two like i was like cool that's like great that there's this strange little uh little consistency and i get to go from uh a guy who who overdoes it as one character to a a guy who overdoes it times 10 as another character so that was that was pretty darn fun but uh i think it was like i think it was maybe three nights before a guy i barely know wrote to me on facebook and quoted the scene and he was just like don't ask how i know but I just saw it well done. And I was like, Holy smokes. And I asked him like, do you, do you at least know like which order I'm going to be in? And he said, I have no idea, but it's only a couple days. And I was like, all right, yeah, good point. So it was a, it was a beautiful chain of events. And did you, did you stay up and watch it? Midnight oh, of course. Of? Yeah, I had to, I was like, there's <laughs> no way I'm going to be able to go to sleep without, without just burning through the whole season right away. And so, it was, you know, it's a nice short season. I was in bed by like two o'clock, maybe earlier. Yeah, I, I had this cruel irony where I think it debuted at 3 a.m. my time and I, oh, yeah. I had to take a flight home and I was up to like 1.30 a.m. Oh. With with work the next day and I was right. thinking like, oh, it's so close. I should do it. But I, I made the wise choice and then just watched it really early in the morning. Um, that is so, the wise choice. Because it's yeah. not like it's going away anytime soon. No, no, yeah. I even, um, I made a really wise choice that I'd recommend to our listeners. I actually downloaded all six episodes to my phone. <laughs> um, cause I freak, I sometimes don't have service, which right. it feels like maybe we're going backwards tech technologically. Um, so I can just watch it at any time. There um, you go. I'd love to you, hear. You can always be oh, looking at your phone. You, you you can always look at your phone that way. You know, it's yeah. like no matter what, if you get uncomfortable, you can just look at it on your phone. Yeah, just be on your phone. Anytime I'm losing an argument, you know. Yeah. 
I actually really know people like that. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, before we get into the scene, I'd love to sort of hear, um, just as much as you want to share of the process of being cast again. Um, you know, did you audition? Did you just audition for this one sketch? Things of that nature. All right. So I'll try to, I'll try to remember as much of the story as I can, but feel free to interject with questions. Sure. So basically it was like, uh, gosh, I think it was early October. I got the audition for this scene and I was just like, oh man, they're not going to have me again. Like I'm already one of the turbo time guys. They're not going (laughs) to, but uh, you know, it's an audition. I'm going to do it. And so I did it and I was just like, oh, this is like so right for me. Cause there's, there's actually a lot of stuff cut out of that scene, uh, which I won't divulge just yet in case they're going to do like a deleted scene thing. Uh, which I've still not seen the deleted scene turbo time thing, but oh. if anybody has the inside <laughs> line on that, please find me and let me know. Um, and then you can show it to us because we want to see it too. Yeah, I've still never seen it. Uh, yeah. So may- maybe something like that will happen with this scene. So I'll, I'll try to leave that as a, as a surprise. But uh, I was just like, oh, this is just 100% me. But I'm not going to get my hopes up. And then a few weeks later, I got an audition. Um, to play a guy in the haunted house nightclub Mm. uh, to play a guy who works there as a Frankenstein. And I was just (laughs) like, this would also be just as awesome. But usually for Frankenstein, you think of a much skinnier kind of guy, a much more, maybe longer head. I've got a pretty round head. So I did my best and I was just like, ah, I'm probably not going to get the Frankenstein role. And a few weeks go by over a month i think and i'm just like ooh it would it would really be nice to get one of those roles and i said a little prayer like i'd really love either one but i just i know i'm just so right for the guy in the mortal enemy sketch and just a couple days later i got the notice and it was like yeah it was definitely over a month cuz then we filmed on veterans day and um and it was just a great time. Like, you know, as soon as I got out of my car, uh, producer uh, Jay was like, just happened to be driving by and he just stopped and rolled his window down and shouted, hey, it's turbo time. And I was like, what? <laughs> and so that just felt awesome. And, uh, you know, I was just like, okay, cool. They they know that they've worked with me before. So that's a good thing. And um, I it, the whole thing might've been a six hour day. Like we just kept everything going so fast. Uh, I didn't get to see Tim until we were already in rehearsal. And then right after rehearsal, he came over and talked to me and, you know, we traded a couple stories, how you been and all that. I got to tell him about Haystacks Calhoun. Yeah. He was very excited about that. And then, you know, quick lunch. No, actually we didn't get a lot. We, I mean, lunch was right after we finished. So we didn't even have a lunch break, literally just, boom, 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 let's shoot this thing and then go to lunch. And um, I probably got to pour like six cups of water on Tim's face. <laughs> and, uh, they, they had a bunch of backup uh, wardrobe for him so that they could dry him off and change him and do that quite a few times. And uh, gosh, oh, I only, <laughs> I only took one bathroom break all day. Wow. But... I came so close 
to finding myself in a calico cut pants situation because <laughs> <laughs> it was like you know i'm wearing khakis and i go in wasn't even thinking like oh i'm wearing khakis i should just use a stall you know just be extra extra careful and instead as i'm at the urinal somehow my floor my foot just slips on the on the floor and like i hadn't moved it or anything and it was like my shoe and the floor were just like we're gonna do this now and i and i was like whoa and so fortunately nothing happened i didn't have to give but uh it was like it was so damn close and so you know i'm like taking extra time like making sure that everything's cool while i'm still in the bathroom i don't want to go walking out there with something that may or may not have nothing to do with piss <laughs> but, uh, but that, uh, luckily that was that would be one of the few rare situations where you could completely use that excuse and it would go over perfectly and you'd be fine afterwards like you're 100 percent correct about that uh but so i finally get back to to the set and somebody was like hey steve like we're waiting on you man and i go i I almost found myself in a calico cut jeans situation. And he was like, Oh, perfectly understandable. Everything cool. I was like, everything's cool. He's like, okay, cool. Now we get it perfectly fine. So, so that was, that was a lot of fun. And like then, so uh, meta. I know. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like, and maybe you slipped it, because you had been walking around in the toilet in the turbo task. <laughs> I mean, it's just like it all. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it I all... stuck my foot in the toilet. Yeah. yeah it all better to use the urinal because you never know if like the stalls might have had a, a joke hole that's just for farts in the toilets <laughs> it's better to be right. safe you just uh, never know and who really glances at it before they sit down right i sure don't i sure as hell don't um but yeah and that that was about it and then on my way out i got to meet patty harrison oh. and um she was talking to uh the guy who plays rick in this new scene uh his name's bardia he's real funny they were shooting the breeze and I went over and I was like, Patty, I just want to say, hi, I'm, I'm Steve. I was also in uh, season one as the turbo team guy. And the one and only Patty Harrison said, Oh my God, iconic. And I went, I was like, Whoa, oh. I, I got an iconic from an, an icon in the making right here. That's and then amazing. I said, uh, I said uh, like, Oh, I'm flattered, but I mean, come on. Like what's, what's more iconic than did I stutter Megan? And then, <laughs> and then I was just like, I need to just get out of here before I blow this whole situation. And I just left. And so I hope that, I hope that you got a good laugh out of that. And uh, yeah, that's, that's the whole day. And then I just drove home just like, you know, naturally high out of my mind, I guess you could say. And, and the scene was, was directed by Alice. Uh, no, uh, this scene was directed by Andrew Fitzgerald, uh, right. who plays the passenger in the, I'm pretty sure that's him who, uh, he plays the passenger in the driving crooner scene. Oh, wow. I'm like 90% sure that's him. Um, that's a, oh yeah, I think you're right. I'm, I'm just doing some quick IMDB. Oh, wow. Cool. That's a, that's a star in the making right there. Yeah, for real. I had I had no idea what to expect this season and the, the absolute ridiculousness of the driving crooner. Was just <laughs> like what? When Tim just keeps doing, doing the finger wag before we've seen anything on the window yet. And it's just like, what is this going to be? That was so awesome. Yeah. It's really well set up. I, uh, I think that's definitely one of the highlights of season three. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. 
among uh, many, many highlights. So I, going back to your sketch, I, one of the things that really struck me with the sketch is there's a lot of people in the room. Yeah. Um, and the physical comedy is really intense. Um, but it, it's, it, it seems like when I like, it doesn't seem like you, a lot of people are visibly breaking. And I'm just wondering, is there stuff that's cut? Is there a lot of stuff that's cut because people are breaking? Um, I mean, I think there might be, I know there were times when I was, when I was already seated all the way down on the floor and Tim's, you know, cause I, <laughs> I had this kind of monologue and then Tim has some real funny lines that, that tie into my monologue and I would start breaking, but I would just drop my head and make it look like I was crying extra hard. Um, because I was just losing it. I was like, this is too effing funny. <laughs> and like anybody would be breaking if this were happening to them right now. Um, and I'm pretty sure, you know, the people playing our, our bystanders broke a few times. <laughs> I, I was, I was mostly concerned with like, um, they really wanted me to just be as, as safely violent as I could be with clearing the chairs out of my way. So uh -huh. I, you know, uh, what we see on camera was one of maybe 20 takes of that. And then, uh, cause we didn't dump water in Tim's face every time. So we had a lot of just reset the chairs, charge again, reset the chairs, charge again. And, um, and then there were a few different directions with like, you know, okay, this time just fall to the floor as quickly as you can this time, really like make a meal out of like finding your way to the floor and just knocking even more stuff out of the way, even if it's not in the way, just reach for it and just get it farther out of the way. And uh, I'm pretty happy with the one that made it on there. I did have one where <laughs> the back of a chair, like as I was falling, the back of a chair just went right up into my armpit. Ooh. And I was, I was kind of surprised that I did not greatly injure myself when that <laughs> happened. Like I, I hit the floor after that and I was like, did I just really mess something up or is this going to be okay? Unfortunately, the next day, tiny sore, and then it was totally fine after that. Nice. Um, I have a, I'm, I'm curious. So you were in um, the first season. I don't know like what order they produced those or this season, but were there differences in the production process from you know the first time you were in it versus this time around, or is it uh, pretty pretty similar? That's a great question. I mean, they were they were extremely different scenes so like in this one we were just at a you know a, a nice little office building that's being used for something and then at that first one uh for turbo team we were in a house that's this beautiful house in this beautiful neighborhood that's somewhere north of la um most of the backyards there have tennis courts in them <laughs> and so like so we would be in a trailer out on the street and then we would get walked along the sidewalk and there's just this big wall between the street and the neighborhood. We had no idea what to expect. We're just like, we're in a trailer on this street next to like a 20 foot high wall. Like what's going to happen. And then we go through a door and it's a door into somebody's tennis court. And then there's the house. And so that house shows up in a uh, turbo team in uh, I'm going to embarrass you, Barry. Um, it's the same couch that the lady with the clown mask is dancing on in uh, Bozo dubbed over. Um, and I, I think there's even one more sketch where I'm like, oh, that's the, the turbo team house, but I can't remember exactly what it might've even been, uh, Jacob's house where he ate too small a slice, but I've never really noticed the matching on that. Um, ugly house on Kenmore. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what is it with the KFC sign in the window? 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so then, so then uh, for this scene, uh, oh, and another thing was like, um, I know that before going into that house, we had to put like little cloth booties over our shoes. Oh, right. Uh, just had to be super careful with everything. When it was time for Turbo Time to jump on the couch, they first made us sit down and they like totally wiped down the soles of our boots and just got them as clean as they possibly could before we got on the couch. Um, this one, you know, we were in an office building. There was no jumping over couches. Uh, so I guess it was a little more loosey-goosey. <laughs> and there were no tennis courts around. So, <laughs> you know, put that in the pro or the con column. That's, that's entirely up to you. Um, but yeah, it was just, I just remember it was just such a beautiful day. It was Veterans Day. So I was able to get there in like 20 minutes. Whereas usually that particular drive, this being L.A., would take well over an hour and then like everybody was just so cool and relaxed and it just went so smooth i think the only time i ever filmed anything in less than in less than six hours was i did a thing for red bull once where uh from the time i got out of my car and got back into my car like 80 minutes had gone by oh wow wow So that was that was a pretty fun day. They were all on Red Bull. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything was, so fast. They were it hyper. Weird. It was literally just me and like three Red Bull promotional models just like filming something in an elevator. And they were like, all right, all right that's a wrap, Steve. Here's your check. Go home. And when I got back into my car, I was like, wait a second. Did is something wrong with my watch? Like, what's going on here? And I was like, oh no, it was literally 80 minutes. That was it. It was quite impressive. Um, J- James has always had some insane technical questions to ask. Uh, I want to see where he's going to go with this. This is I'll answer as, as well. many as I know how to. <laughs> um, well, just uh, maybe this is a personal question, but um, you know, in Turbo Team, you're like kind of running, stomping on a couch. In this sketch, you're like knocking over chairs. So, do you, do you just have a thing for like hating seating furniture, or is is that just a <laughs> it's just an acting thing? You're just really good acting. Uh, I, I guess it's just cause I'm a big guy. I often get asked to, to smash stuff. Um, like one of, one of my earliest roles in LA, I was in a student film for USC and it was some sort of competition for Coca-Cola. And, um, they asked me to come in to play like a, a big, like Russian kind of like Cossack warrior with like the big fur hat and a huge beard and stuff. <laughs> And to audition for it, it was in a classroom at USC and they just stacked a bunch of desk chair combinations on top of each other. And the director was like, can you just come like barging through that? Like knock it over as hard as you want. We don't care. USC's got the money. Just like see what we do. So I came and I just barged through it. People came running from downstairs being like, what just happened up here? And the student filmmakers were just like oh it's all under control we go here it's under control and then um and then for the shoot they had me bust through a huge piece of drywall uh into a science lab and so unfortunately because of how tall i am every time i would bust through the drywall it would only it would only break to about here so it would yank my hat off every time i would go through so what made it into the final product is a little choppy but uh it was fun so i've busted through walls I've now busted through a conference room full of chairs uh, and I've run all around the house uh, and jumped over the couches in, in the turbo team sketch. Yeah, so we should all, I, all be so lucky. 
<laughs> yeah, I guess there's probably there's probably some more furniture stuff that I that I should get to destroying, but we'll see what happens. I I, I do want to say on the other hand though, I could be wrong, but I don't believe Tim has been physically assaulted on the show yet. And he oh, wow. he trusted you as an actor. I'm looking at a screenshot of you sort of holding his head where you you sort of like have to look like you're roughing him up a little bit. Oh um, yeah. But also like, you know, I, I think it says something that he trusted you to be the actor who does that. I hadn't even thought about that. But now I, I could feel be wrong. Now I feel even more special. Um but yeah, I just you know, like having been theatrically trained, I just went with the old uh basically I'm gonna I'm gonna put my hand on top of your hair and make it look like I'm really grabbing it. But really all I'm doing is placing it there. And then as your head moves, I'm just going to follow it. And that way I don't have to really pull your hair and yank your head around. Cause nobody wants that. And so I, I hope I did it a, a good enough job, but yeah, I never even thought about him being like, I should cast somebody. I really trust for this. You did pull his hair plugs though. he he doesn't even have hair plugs his hair's great i have real hair that looks like plugs because of because of thinning but tim doesn't have hair plugs he's got a great head of hair he just keeps it very short yeah sometimes push back sometimes slick back sometimes yeah exactly (laughs) um well speaking of of trusting you for a interesting sort of first time uh, i think you should leave thing uh, I also think that you may be the first character in a sketch who kind of one-ups Tim in the like oh. sort of wildness of their character um, oh. to the point that, you know, I, I don't know if there's if there's one where Tim starts out as sort of like the absurd person and then someone else goes to a level beyond it and makes him kind of look, you know, more sympathetic but this was an interesting twist on that and you you were the the character who did it whoa yeah i had not thought about that and now i'm playing the entire series through my head to see if anybody (laughs) else has been able to do that uh wow that's a good call has anyone looking at the sketches i i don't think so yeah i don't think so either it's always like tim is is usually the one who's either not in the sketch at all or who who does go the wildest out of everybody yeah you you got to out tim tim in this one wow (laughs) the only slight argument would be and i I would agree with your statement but like in the dan flashes i think doug almost reaches yeah i don't think i don't think he does get there Um, no and i guess like maybe in um in car ideas what 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 what's the nickname for that sketch ruben rabasa sketch we can uh, call right. it right yeah true um M- tim's way more of just the straight man in that one he is. right ruben yeah. is just this otherworldly weirdo <laughs> um w- will forte in the airplane tim's definitely very calm through that whole thing <laughs> yeah, yeah straight straight um, man in that but yeah, like you said, James, this is one where where Tim is freaking out, and then somebody does freak out even harder. <laughs> Has that ever happened? Yeah, I don't wow. know. But I think you, I think you played it well. You, uh, um, yeah, you really like nailed the the uh, hyper role and and uh, kind of immediately made Tim's <laughs> character a little bit, you know, less uh, less wild. I'm I'm curious in that scene also. Um, so I know Tim wasn't like 
involved he wasn't the director on this sketch um obviously you know i don't know exactly who wrote this whole sketch but i'm sure he was involved in it how much like during the filming was he involved in sort of you know giving notes or directing or was he mostly just playing the character and kind of letting other people uh i i remember it as him mostly just playing the character like basically between each take he'd leave the room go over to video village and talk with you know zach kanan was right there the director andrew was right there um and then usually somebody else would come in to give me any notes i think maybe one time tim just delivered the notes but uh i think for the most part it was like you know keep the sort of chain of command director or or first ad tells the actor whatever the note is um sometimes i just hear somebody from the other room just say steve make sure you do this or steve can you adjust it this way and i'd just be like yeah whoever that was of course i can um but yeah in terms of getting notes i don't remember if tim himself ever had to deliver the notes i think he pretty much just stuck to playing uh playing stan disruptive stan (laughs) and and you allude oh go ahead go ahead I was going to say, I got to give hats off to, um, I think his name was Adi, who plays the uh, the guy leading the conference, the guy who's not the teacher. Uh, <laughs> he he had a, a very daunting monologue to recite as we were just being filmed for many minutes, just sitting calmly before the whole mess started. He, he had to memorize that thing. I, I didn't see any signs of cue cards or anything for him. And he just really like had to get through a beastly monologue before the uh, before the shenanigans could start. And that's so like a pretty dry. That's a pretty dry monologue because he's basically Extremely. just leading an HR course up there. Like there's right, no like, comedy to it. Yeah, like here is here is the most boring thing in this comedy show. Could you try to memorize it, even though it's boring? <laughs> and like memorizing boring stuff is actually harder. And uh, yeah, he did a great job. God bless him wherever he is. Great job out there, Adi. <laughs> and he's delivering it as madness is happening. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. <laughs> so like you, you allude to the fact there was deleted scenes. I'm imagining, I mean, deleted material that yeah. a lot of it might be happening from when Tim is sort of talking to you while you're seated. Um, I found what they kept from that to be really, really funny. Um, and, uh, yeah, like what, I know this is a weird question, like, but a listener might wonder like what percent of what was in the script actually makes it to a sketch like this? You know, is it like half or 10%? Yeah, this was maybe a little over half. Um, I feel like what we what we see him do on the screen with the water tossing like a lot of a lot of what's on the show is what was the funniest on that day um but I I do remember this one moment where we were all just sitting super duper quietly while Adi was doing the monologue and I'm way at the back of the room and everybody's sitting super quietly and then I do hear Tim just very like just as loud as a whisper can be, you just go wrecked my orgy. And I almost, <laughs> I almost went to the bathroom in my chair. Like it was such a, <laughs> such a good growl. And just like, I'm pretty sure they yelled cut 
right after that because i think everybody started to laugh but yeah it was just so funny just the room's just totally peaceful and then wreck my orgy was oh it was so choice i was hoping that would make it in god um, yeah it was great but then i had a little bit of a monologue once i hit the floor and yep. then i make a comment and tim calls me a name and like all of us were just like that's gonna be so effing funny when it gets to netflix people are going to be shouting that at me all summer long maybe until season four and and then it's not in there and i was just kind of heartbroken i was like oh i hope there's going to be some kind of like big blu-ray with just all the deleted scenes and outtakes so that that can finally see the light of day because it was so effing funny my only guess is that maybe because of my because my monologue is about how i get way too hyper (laughs) <laughs> and, then if, and then if i'm not mistaken right after my sketch is uh the zipline sketch right mm-hmm. and in that mike is saying like you know R- ronnie gets too hyper he pulls on the cord too much he gets too hyper or something very close and so when i saw the zip when i saw him saying that in the zipline sketch i was like oh okay like maybe they cut that out of my scene so they could shave that out so that it could be a little more effective here totally respect that move but ooh. Ooh, I want those deleted scenes. <laughs> Please, you, you figure at at least some point that like Netflix will want to monetize that. Um, yeah, we might yeah. have to wait like twenty years when. <laughs> Ooh, I hope not but, twenty, but I know when I heard about that thing at the Netflix is a joke fest, and how they had like a more complete version of Turbo Time. I was like, well, surely that'll be on the internet within a couple hours, and yeah. it's still just unfindable, and it breaks my heart. I know. Yeah. That's my damn heart. <laughs> James, oh, pr- pretty soon I'm going to start asking Steve because Steve actually watches the show. So I'm going to be asking him about his feelings on season three. So any questions you have about the sketch? Um, actually, I do want to throw one more out. Uh, this sketch is all about teams and we have the turbo team. So like you are heavily oh, in team related sketches. That's, I just wanted to wow. throw that out to the world. <laughs> You guys are um, picking up some coincidences that I really had not even thought of. We need a we Good spend catch. way too much time doing this, but yeah. um, go ahead, James. No, I think I think um the only questions that I didn't uh ask were questions that I think Steve kind of just covered on his own, you know, yes, about the you know, how many takes did you pour water on Tim? Uh stuff like that. So yeah, I mean I you you nailed it. Sweet. And just uh also just a classic wardrobe for the sketch oh it's all it's all mine uh oh nice yeah they were like uh could you just like throw on a few different options of kind of business attire and uh then we'll tell you which one to bring and i was like yeah i could do that and so um i just i just i have very few bit i can't stand wearing suits and ties so i only had maybe five options to send them just sort of a few different mix and matches of like the same three things and they were just like this look right here just exactly that and i was like all right you got it love it that that made things nice and easy all right so we are lucky to have someone who uh you know it's like the whole uh hair club for men like he's not only uh actor on the show but he is a fan of the show as well too so we're just curious what your thoughts are on season three what are your highlights um like what was the first sketch you rewatched? i guess besides your own um 
those those are great questions i know i've watched through the whole thing i think only three times so far okay and uh you know in classic i think you should leave fashion it gets better every time um always man the the thing running through the doggy door is (laughs) so so unbelievably just surprising and hilarious and uh and then you know the way that that then gets explained is absolutely great um just here for the zip line is so freaking good uh-huh. uh and and then ronnie being like uh being like i know if i go home there's something there that's bad for me or whatever it is <laughs> but he can't be specific about it because he, he's just lying that's so good um oh gosh there's so much there's so damn much uh the what's the sketch what's the the like uh my friend group is 200 people and i have to pay to be in it (laughs) like that's so weird and i've heard (laughs) some complaints people are like uh you know it's it's almost like beck bennett is really doing a tim robinson impression in that sketch but then it's like because of I where agree. it goes it's like okay well that makes perfect sense yeah for that to happen because clearly he's mimicking this guy that he totally worships right so yeah so yeah that part's great love it uh, and that damn driving crooner man like <laughs> just just what like where on earth did that come from at all like shirts shirt brothers make sense you know uh don't let me talk about my kids too much at this party makes sense but driving crooner is just like what the hell could have inspired this and the answer is i don't know yet i know i i I feel like with some of the sketches in the past we've found the inspiration and i think part of the genius of tim is he if he finds something crazy in the world, he sort of like catalogs it and is right. like, like when we figured out that um, Crashmore was sort of based on that Billy Bob Thornton radio appearance where Hell he didn't yeah. want to talk about his acting. Um, yeah. And of course, Tim made it like a thousand times more funny. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's just like, I know Tim was driving somewhere and saw some car with some ridiculous decals on it. And um, right. that's what he did with it. But yeah, that phys- yeah. the physical comedy in that one is insane. It's so damn good. That oh, one's also, God. it's like the, the comedy version of like, uh, it's rewatchable. It's like when a movie with a twist is rewatchable because right. once you know what the twist is, you can yeah. rewatch it from the beginning. That's like one where... You know, for a while, you're wondering why is he waggling his fingers and doing that with his mouth? What what right. is happening right now? Um, yeah. Oh, they they just keep you guessing for so long with that, and then oh, what it's a just hitting me that one of our listeners is gonna recreate that, <laughs> like the decals. Oh yeah, it's gonna happen. Yeah, you, yeah. You I, know I, exactly I wouldn't be surprised. You're, you're, you're just trusting like, no. that it will happen. No, I don't. I don't know who, but pretty much everything from the show has happened, right. um, and I will link it in the show notes. But um, I think either someone recreated the egg game, or it's the actual yes. person who made it for the show. Yeah, um, I, and- I found it and played it for a little while, <laughs> and uh, it's very strange. <laughs> and when I originally opened up our recording software. I I was like just sitting here. I was like ten minutes before you guys, and I was just hearing like 
47. And I was like <laughs> trying to figure out what was going on. I thought it was like how much time until and then I was like, oh, I have the egg game open in a tab. <laughs> what a weird thing. But I it definitely to... it definitely lies about how many eggs you're feeding. <laughs> I tried to tell my wife. Yeah, and she was like, I was like, yeah, you're feeding eggs to an egg. And she's like, you're feeding <laughs> eggs to an egg. I was like, it's, it's, I think you should leave. We've been down this road enough times. Like, you know, it's weird. Um, um, I, I think the highlight of the season for me right now, just on like a very 10 second moment, is just him ordering at the fast food place for the second oh, time. Yeah. 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 On the pay it forward sketch. I, I rewatched it today and just rewound it like three times. Absolutely. I also, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I also like that how immediately the woman behind him in line, when she finds out that it's a paid forward chain backs up and does exactly the same order. Start 55 burgers, 55 fries. The fact it's 55 is so funny. (laughs) What what is the point of specifically 55 of some and a hundred of others? Yeah. yeah, what and and the idea that that adds up to only six hundred eighty dollars is just <laughs> right. like where yeah. is this restaurant? Hundreds and hundreds because, of things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't I can't afford not to eat there. If that's what um, yeah, um, yeah, it's it's amazing. I, I think season three is. Um, I think it's weirder, but I feel like Tim has realized with the rewatchability. It comes down a lot to like the dialogue, yeah. Um, and he's got that really weird, unique dialogue again in season three. People are gonna eat it up. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, there was a, so many quotable moments. There was yeah. a, a a moment I think Stephen your sketch where it has one of those um, sort of lines. There's a lot of these where like the wording is a little bit off from what people like normally say like i think tim says something like now you're in more in trouble than me unfortunately and it's like the, the extra so, in yeah. in there it, yeah. um i feel like there were several moments like that this season that like yeah where it's it's just a little bit in like the uncanny valley of like right it's not quite what how people actually talk and so it makes it a little bit more memorable and like right it's uh, like what did i mishear that or right, was it misspoken right. i'm i'm not sure and i will gladly watch it again to find out Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and then just the line, I can't believe all that happened because the teacher. <laughs> like, that's not a real sentence. It's just, it's yeah. funny on like 10 different levels. Yeah. And I, I think we might have only done one take with because the teacher. <laughs> I, I honestly, or, or maybe it's just that the, because it definitely, it was not in the script. So maybe it's that the uh, first time it happened, we just laughed so very hard. But I really can only remember that line being said one time. And then and we that's were just interesting. Like, what? Yeah, we lost it. Yeah. Because people kind of comment that way more of the show is scripted than people think. So that, that's interesting to hear. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm like 90% sure that line's not in the script. And then, you know, between takes, Tim went to Video Village and then they cooked that up. Uh, they even changed my monologue like halfway through the day. Oh. Uh, and now neither version is on, is on the show. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, it's okay. It's okay. It's going to be Maybe, fun. yeah, maybe you could just like uh, 
I don't know. Maybe you could aux- go on Cameo and just say you'll do the monologue. And like there you go. asking price is like $680. And then you could go to that fast food place. That might be crazy enough to work. That just might be. Cameo, might. Cameo won't let me, won't let me uh, do Cameos, basically. I don't. <laughs> like, you like I signed again. up. I was like, I was like, I'm this guy on I Think You Should Leave. I'm this guy from Sharknado. I'm this guy from Young Rock. I've got this. And Cameo was just like, you've got less than 2000 inter- Instagram followers get lost. And I was like, wow, oh, that's messed oh. up cameo. Wow. That's, that's up. chunky listeners. We got to get this. This yeah, Instagram. Better rectify please, that. please help me. I've, I think yeah. I literally just crossed 1700 just cause I've, I've never bothered to do much of whatever it is, whatever special moves need to be done to get lots of followers. I don't know what those moves are. Well, James, James here is really good at the internet. So, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put him out there, and I'll I'll help him. I don't care if I have to. Um, yeah, I maybe I won't walk in on his orgies and his dreams anymore, <laughs> or um, whatever I have to do. We're gonna we're gonna get this Instagram following up. Yeah, um, we can we can work on this. Yeah, I just, I just think you're probably not uh, a natural self promoter. I mean, a little bit yes, a little bit no. But I know that I've I've never looked into like you. You gotta work the algorithm just right this way. I've never looked into that. I'm just like, I'm just gonna put out the dumb stuff that I like and see, <laughs> see how that goes. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make it happen. All right. Cool. Um, what what um? Do you have anything you want to promote? Uh, wow. I feel like I've been sort of promoting slash keeping this a secret for so long. Now what else is there? Um, I just I just filmed a uh, a horror short that uh, is going to be great, and um, if it turns out even half as decent as the amount of work that we put into it, uh, it will probably be getting turned into a feature length film. So mm-hmm. fingers crossed on that one because uh, the monster looks really cool. In two days, we got tons of stuff done, and I got to uh, get killed. And uh, <laughs> I, I'm I'm thinking of adding to my to my resume that I do all my own stunts because I was just like, man, like here I am doing my own stunts again. But then I'm like, well, because of my size, there aren't really that many stuntmen out there that could do my stunts. So I got to just suck it up and do it. But uh, yeah, I had to get my head crushed by this monster, and I was like, this is gonna be pretty rad. <laughs> this is gonna be really cool. Um, so gosh, yeah. I mean, just watch. I think you should leave as much as you possibly can. Uh, watch uh, Young Rock on Peacock as much as you possibly can. I need those residuals, man. I need those <laughs> residuals, baby. Um, uh, watch Sharknado. Watch Shameless. Watch Penny Dreadful as much as you possibly can. What else? I'm trying. <laughs> trying to plug everything that might send me a few dollars in residuals i got a check for three cents recently oh um, man but i also got a check that was a lot more than three cents so that that, <laughs> that made me feel good that's good and but, also uh, that that was a test for you though we also got to promote on instagram at big steve Moulton. yes please see yeah. see i forgot to there it is so instagram and twitter and tiktok all three at big steve Moulton. Please. And it's worth it. It's worth it. Absolutely. Oh, uh, what day will this be? Will this be released? We, in theory, it could go up as early as tonight, or we could delay it if you'd like. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, 
the sooner the better. Cause what I yeah. want to do is uh, if anybody is in Seattle right now, uh, there's a great restaurant called Madam Lou's L O U apostrophe S uh, this guy up there, chef Sid reached out to me. He yeah. said, we're doing a big, I think you should leave party. Could you send us like a little fun kind of video? And so I did. So that's going to happen June 2nd. So if you're listening to this and it's June 2nd and you're in Seattle, get to Madam Lou's and eat a sloppy steak, please. Please. Thank you for doing that because I've been meaning to have Sid on the show. Sid's been on before. Oh, cool. We love oh, Sid. Right. Uh, he does all these crazy themed restaurants, including like Wu-Tang stuff. He's done it. I think you should leave before. Awesome. Um, and I just have not had the time to have him on, which uh, it's like a new reality for me in a post-COVID world. Like during COVID, yeah. I had time to do everything. Um, but you. yeah. Um, so we're glad you said that. Um, so yes, if anybody needs the um, details on Sid's restaurant, you can always hit us up on Instagram uh, at that's a chunky or uh, email figure out what you do at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, Cause we love Sid. Um, and we do want to pass on some sad news as well. And this will be um, in our um, sort of show notes. Um, Biff with who. I think might have the highest approval rating of any person on the planet um, real. is dealing with some cancer Ooh. right now. And um, he has a GoFundMe up um, that we will link in the show notes. Um, I don't know if James and I can get creative and offer something to people uh, in a way so that, so that they donate. Um you know, maybe if you donate and send us the the screenshot, we'll we'll pick somebody and have them on the show or something. Any oh, anything cool. we could do to to support um, Biff, who's like very graciously came on the show um, last season, and um, I, I think to this day, um, a gun to my head, Crashmore is still my favorite sketch from the show. So great, um, so outstanding. Yeah, it just it's just great on, on so many levels, and it just it's hard to hear when news happens like that to just, you know, nobody uh, deserves to have to be dealing with something like that. So um, we will link um, it in the show notes um, and just, you know, everyone's got a different financial situation, but if you can help support uh, Biff through his um, recovery, um, please do so. And and there's already been a huge um, outpouring of love from the I think you should leave community, which is not a surprise um, right. to me at I'm all. Yeah, um, and I I really feel like there's an unbelievable sense of community um, in really an unexpected way from this sketch comedy show. <laughs> Absolutely, um, fully agreed. Yeah, um, and Steve, I just want to thank you for coming on. You're an unbelievable guest. Every time you come on, it's really. Um, requires very little effort on my part um i'm glad i could man i love being yeah. are, are we wrapping up already i feel like it's been 10 minutes uh it feels like it i think this is like the oh. red bull sketch but it's um a, it's been 50 minutes how, how we can it? stay on as long as you want if there's anything you, more you want to talk about we would love to talk about it you can Just... also literally invite yourself on the show anytime <laughs> um cool and we will Ooh. have you on i do remember one thing i wanted to ask about okay Somewhat recently, I heard one of you mention that you Uh, got a follow from Padma Lakshmi because of how big of a fan she is. Was that one of you guys or was that someone else? 
yeah that that's um that's me that's my uh my uh twitter account for i think you should leave memes she followed that which was um was shocking and uh and very exciting and um yeah it's great and i think she's since since then i've seen her post once or twice uh about the show on twitter too so like, clearly she's a fan which is which is great I, I, shortly after I heard that, I saw her post something on Instagram that made a reference to the show. And so I tried to comment on it on a way that would make her go, ah, the Turbo Team, who is this guy? <laughs> but so far, she has not followed me back. So if you can get if you can get Padma Lakshmi to follow me on Instagram, I will Venmo you $40. Oh, perfect. <laughs> well, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll work on that and we'll see if we can get her as a guest on the show. And if we get her, then we'll have you on the same episode. So, Steve, are you a, are you a Top Chef fan? Uh, not exactly. Just a Padma fan in general. I'm a Padma fan. There's so many chef shows out there. And unfortunately, when I hear too much talk about food, I just get <laughs> way too hungry for that food. So I, I try not to listen to too much food talk. But I mean, if Padma Lakshmi is a fan of the show and maybe a fan of Turbo Time and she wants to follow me, my answer is yes. <laughs> yeah, she's a uh, remarkable woman. For real. For so many reasons. Like, I mean, I think what um, sort of part of the, what drives Top Chef is, I think a lot of people have turned that on expecting her to sort of like be this vapid, beautiful woman, but she's incredibly smart, right. cool, uh, accomplished. Um, and I'm just throwing out, I think my second favorite show um, after I think you should leave uh, is Top Chef. So. There you um, go. I would, I would encourage people to watch it. Of all the chef shows, it's at the top. It's unreal. Uh, it's a different. It's different from the others. Um, yeah. All right. Um, I don't want to cut you off. I don't want to send you home too early. I think that's about all. We talked about the party. We talked about Biff's GoFundMe. We talked about Padma. We talked about the episode. <laughs> and seriously, what did they do to us? Um, anytime. You I love know where it, to find me. Uh, Thanks so much for having on. me on. I think you've been on the show more than any other guest. So um, I think this might and, be like your fourth appearance, third or fourth. I think so. Any yeah. any idea who your next guest is going to be? Do you want to plug that or is it top secret? We actually don't know right now. Okay, um, that's all right. We, James and I are going to talk strategically about um, who we're booking. Um, I know. It's a really good question. Yeah. Um, Real quick. Yeah. This answer might change over the over the course of the rest of our lives, but right now, gun to your head, who wins in a fight, Chunky or the Metaloid? <laughs> the Metaloid. <laughs> oh, Chunky's a Chunky's got a screw loose. Like I think Chunky wins. Yeah, yeah. The metal guy can't wins. move around too good. Yeah, right. Yeah. Even though the wall is his ground. <laughs> right, and he made that wall. <laughs> that sketch is so bizarre. <laughs> um, the wall is great... my ground. Oh, yeah, wonderful. That's a great question, though. Yeah, that's what so about um? Chucky's got to win. What about the guy from Pointer Brothers? <laughs> What's his name again? Uh, Wagyu. Wagyu <laughs> versus versus Chunky or versus yeah. Metaloid. Metal, metal guy can't do it. I think it's a chunky versus wagyu. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. my money's still on Chunky. Yeah, I actually have, have to... a. I think I think part of me thinks that they're the same person. Like, whoa. Um, just like with a different haircut, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, onto something there. I'll have to watch Porner Brothers again and really, really assess. A... But I think Chunky wins. Me too. We think Chunky wins yeah. everything. Yeah, he's got a little unhinged uh, attitude to him that I think is hard to beat. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I that <laughs> such a. I want to go watch that to Chunky sketch again. Me too. Yeah. Uh, dump it. Dump it. <laughs> Just <laughs> all right. All right. Wonderful talking to you guys. Likewise, Steve. Thanks our so pleasure. Much. Enjoy Take your care. night. Everybody out there, give to Biff. That's true. Yes, please. Signing off. That's a chunky. That's a chunky has always been supported by the Etsy shop of Swayzine, S W A Y Z I N E. In the past, you've seen his amazing motivational posters, his um, at the Nighthawks Diner featuring characters from I Think You Should Leave. Uh, you also know his vintage jazz posters of Paul Bufano, Marcus the Worm Hicks, and Mookie Kramer. Um, Swayzine has a ton of new items in his shop we wanted to let you guys know about. Um, those three jazz posters have been turned into uh, attractive t-shirts. The Marcus Hicks in blue, the Mookie Kramer in green, Paul Bufano in white. He has a uh, very affordable uh, Bozo the Clown clown pewter sticker that you can put on your computer. Um, there is a Baby of the Year bib and onesie. Uh, he has Angels and Archways t-shirts, um, as well as uh, two new posters, one featuring Dangerous Nights, um, which is being framed and put on my wall, and an amazing portrait of uh, Brian from the uh, hat sketch, the insider trading sketch. Um, but the whole point of me re-recording this ad was to tell you about maybe the most innovative, I think you should leave product I've seen in my time doing this podcast, which is actual Dan Flash's shirts. So this isn't like a t-shirt that says Dan Flash on the front. This is a short or a short sleeve polo or a long sleeve uh, collared shirt that has the pattern Tim Robinson is wearing in the Dan Flash's sketch, uh, affordably placed at $30. I know when I went um, to the Dan Flash's stores at the Creeks, I spent $800 out, out the door and um, didn't eat for a long time. Uh, saving my per diem. Um, but if you go to etsy.com slash shop slash Swayzine, again, Swayzine is S-W-A-Y-Z-I-N-E. Um, you can own these shirts yourself. Um, and we want to thank uh, Reggie from Swayzine for his support of That's a Chunky. Hi, I'm your inner dream monologue. And you're fast asleep, so I'll be quick. Great job using the Colgate Optic White Overnight Teeth Whitening Pen before bed. When used as directed, it gives you a visibly whiter smile in just seven days. So while I fly and talk to animals, you're removing teeth stains with ease. 
sweet dreams. And when you wake up, keep on living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer.